0: You said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late.
1: To the Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe Podcast where we discuss the DC extended universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, well, big fans of what DC
0: Comics is doing on the big and small screens, so we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight, and let's get started. My name is Tim. And I'm Scott, and we are the Suicide Squadcast. So, Tim, I got some fan mail this week. Oh, you did. Yes, I did. Apparently, when you gripe enough about your really crappy domestic steelbook <laughs> case, international listeners pay attention and try to help a <laughs> try to help a buddy out.
1: Yes, that's awesome. You I think I had a conversation with him beforehand about this, but yeah, so you, so what happened? Did you, are you getting it, something sent to you or something? Oh, no, it's already
0: here. It's you already you here. You apparently okay. don't pay attention
1: to my Twitter account either.
0: You don't listen to the shows, you don't pay attention to my Twitter account. No, I just, I, I see how you feel, Tim. I see how you feel. No, Thomas Christie was really awesome. He's a listener from Sydney, Australia, and he sent me the super sweet uh, Australian steelbook cover, uh, and it arrived yesterday in the mail, so that okay. was it was really nice. He, he um, included a little note inside. Um, apparently Apparently what he did, and Thomas, I, I I'm not mad. This, I think this, I think it's awesome. He took out the digital redeem code. Obviously, kept himself the digital copy of the movie, and then sent me the physical copy and put a note in the case instead. I thought that was awesome. That was I appreciated awesome. that. So, and I also got my D, Finally came in. I got my DC Metal tour shirt today. I can't wait to. Sp- you know, to be uh, wearing that. Are you caught up on metal yet?
1: I'm not. I'm about three issues behind.
0: So that's all the issues.
1: Well, I'm talking about all the lead-in issues as well.
0: Yeah, that, you know, there's only two lead-in issues.
1: And there's only one metal out?
0: There's three metals out.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about the lead-in. I'm talking about like the uh, Metal Knights and Forge.
0: Yeah, th- right. But I'm talking about like the actual metal. There's three issues of like the actual metal number one, metal number two, metal number three. Plus you had Forge and Casting. Like, where are you?
1: That's what I'm talking about. I've finished. What are you
0: talking about? Just say what you- what have you finished?
1: <laughs> I finished forging casting and i'm halfway through metal number one okay yeah so i'm like three issues behind
0: well plus you have all the one shots and the tying right you haven't right yet either just saying you know you should catch up and stuff oh
1: god don't even get me started <laughs> Don't even get me started. You know my schedule right now.
0: I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to give you crap relentlessly. It's what I do. It's my it's my purpose of this relationship.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to be seeking a divorce then. <laughs> this is going to continue. Hey, by the way, so Scott, uh, you and I were kind of talking right before the show. And we were kind of looking at this thing and like, there's not a whole lot of great news this week. And it's also kind no. of one of those weeks where, you know, we kind of need to cut out of here a little bit early. So we're going to just kind of get right to the conversation here. And uh, this is going to be one of the shorter episodes, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, well, you know, not really unfortunately. It's just, it's one of those weeks. It's
1: just one of we're those kinda, weeks.
0: It's kind of where we're in that dead space before the movie actually, like, comes out.
1: Yeah, and I kind of wonder, like, how many people are, like, kind of dropping off from listening right now because we always get that dip right before a film comes out because people are, like, hypersensitive to being spoiled on things.
0: Yeah, yeah, like me. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we're going to say. <laughs> but before we do that, of course, we need to talk about the other shows in our Suicide Squad cast network with a returning show, The Triumphant Return. Yes. Now, of course, we've had Fans Without Borders. This summer with Brit and Ray, but apparently at the very last minute, Brit and Ray have decided to take out the paddles and revive DC TV Squadcast. Yes, uh, by popular demand, apparently. I that's what they say. I'm, I'm not really sure how truthful <laughs> that is, but you know, only only a few people know the truth about that.
1: Yes, yep. And then we also have uh, DC Comics Squadcast with Chris and Jordan, and uh, again, they're approaching episode fifty. I think they're one. Away, they'll be one away in a week here. I think. Wow, uh, this is so fantastic. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That is awesome.
0: And we did have a couple of iTunes reviews this week, so I'm going to go ahead and read the first one from our U.S. store. Uh, This review comes from MT Binti, called Squadcast by Fans for Fans. I found the Squadcast around January of 2016 when other podcasts started taking a discouraging tone towards the DCEU and have been listening ever since. Tim and Scott do a wonderful job of breaking down, discussing, and clearing the air about the weekly rumors, news, and clickbaity headlines. They pull this off because they, like all of us listeners, are true, passionate fans of the characters, movies, and source material which beams through each episode. This is both the podcast DCEU fans deserve and the one we need right now. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you.
1: Yes, thank you very much for that. I definitely appreciate it. I liked a lot of what you said there because that's exactly why we started this podcast. You better believe it. Yes, and then the next one comes from Corey P, and it's titled Love This Show. This show gets me through my Mondays at work. These guys know their DC info and don't sugarcoat anything. Uh, Just listen to last week's episode. (laughs) I no longer have to filter through all the idiotic clickbait articles because of this fantastic podcast. I hope to one day grab a beer and talk some DC with these fellows. Cheers. I I definitely will take you up on that. I don't know where you live, Corey P., but uh, if you're ever in the Chicago area, I will definitely grab a beer with you. And we've had that, and we've actually had a few different listeners that we've kind of like made that promise to, that if we ever like hook up with them, that we need to sit down and have a beer. Open invitation, guys.
0: Ah, we'll we'll just have to be concerned that... None of us geographically live anywhere near each other.
1: I live near a few listeners. I've, I've talked to a few local ones.
0: Well, I I, I live near listeners. I just don't live near, like, my fellow co-hosts we have never met.
1: Oh, you were under the assumption that you were invited for the beer as well. Oh, screw
0: you, Tim. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, for this like... is for the
1: rash of the crap you gave me opening this episode.
0: Wah, wah, wah.
1: Hey, so guys, so we are one away from the next giveaway, and if you feel like we deserve it, leave us a positive written review on iTunes, and you will automatically be entered into a DC trade paperback giveaway. Now, we do this for every 10 positive written reviews we get, and we are now one way
0: I know, and, and get on that because there's some really awesome stuff you can get on e- uh, not eBay. Well, I'm sure there's stuff you can get on eBay. But there's some really awesome stuff you can get on Amazon right now, and it's still under $15 because, you know, they just came out with uh, the collection of Superman Reborn from Rebirth. They also just came out with uh, The Button. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of good stuff to be had. Yeah, definitely. So,
1: Well, Scott, let's get on to some of the news this week. And Like I said, there's not a lot of big news, but they're still continuing like kind of what we thought they were going to base on last week. It seemed like last we was kind of like Aquaman week. Well, sure enough, this week has been the Flash week. And uh, so there's been some like motion posters, some little AT&T featurettes talking about the character. Uh, there was like uh, an origin video that was put out, I think today or yesterday about uh, Barry Allen. Uh, so it's it's been pretty cool.
0: You mean, you mean all this stuff that I haven't watched at all because <laughs> I'm just avoiding it? I mean, I'm going to be honest.
1: <laughs> Oh, you're you're such a snowflake.
0: You don't. Uh, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> That's not what that word means, Tim. It's really not what that word means. You can really stop using it incorrectly. <laughs> I know exactly what it means, and I'm using it perfectly correctly. No, you're not. No, not at all.
1: These these posters that have been put out. One of them, it just basically it's a character poster of each one, all lined up to each other with uh, the little superhero logo and the name above them. It looks like kind of like repurposing of a bunch of poses we've already seen, or at least similar poses.
0: Yeah, and, and not done well.
1: It's not done well. No, this is this well. poster. All the criticism I've ever had, like, of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie posters, because I've, I've criticized them as being, you know, very Photoshop looking. These are at that level. <laughs> They're not that good.
0: No, the second one is not as bad. That, the second one is bearable, but not good. I'm not saying it's good, but yeah. it's, it's not, It's not, you know, offensive.
1: Yeah, the, the second one, though, is actually kind of the one that I had a problem with. And so we're describing the one that actually shows the five Justice Leaguers with actually Superman also in this. Really? That, you've got more of a
0: problem with that one than you do the one above it?
1: Well, the only reason I have a problem with this one is because the, the Superman in it is clearly like from that original marketing.
0: Oh, it's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely the same <laughs> Superman.
1: So it clearly doesn't like belong here. Like everything else kind of looks like it could be a team going into action and all that. And Superman just kind of like standing there, which I guess maybe Superman doesn't need to like, you know, brace himself for impact. He is... Tim, I, I don't think it's an, he's super mad. I mean, is, <laughs> just just saying.
0: Yes. I don't think you understand the
1: character
0: well, and so, I mean, I think that's your problem.
1: Yeah. Okay. Are you done criticizing me tonight? No, no, okay. not at
0: all. They're just getting started. I got at more. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, I think we agree. We, we, we're we not big fans of these posters. No, not at all.
0: Well, like you said, the, the whole idea about the photoshopping thing, it's like, you've had such great artistic posters yes. leading it to this point. Why are you kind of dropping the ball here at the end? That's, yeah. That's the part that kind of frustrates me.
1: Now, that said, I don't consider these to be like, you know, the official kind of posters. These are things that are like geared towards like things that people are going to put on the top of their, you know, their Twitter page and they're going to put them on the top of their, I don't know, whatever else, you know, Facebook or th- that kind of thing. I mean, that's probably what these things are made for, but still, I just hope when the actual, you know, some additional movie posters come out that uh, they do a better job than this. Yes, I agree.
0: Uh, kind of like what they do with this concept art of Batman standing on top of the Gotham City Police Department with Gordon looking up at him. That was awesome. Yeah.
1: And that looks Exactly like one of the scenes that we see in the trailer. Now, if, uh, let me just describe, uh, you know, the concept art. It's it's Gordon on top of the building, and it's got this cool little, what? It's like a skylight kind of thing. Like, what exactly?
0: No, that's exactly what I would call it. It's a skylight.
1: Yeah, it's it's really kind of cool. It looks it looks a lot like what you see at the top of a lighthouse. But anyway, so Batman's standing on top of a gargoyle, looking down at Gordon, and it's almost exactly the same pose that we see from the trailer, where we we see Batman kind of like you're looking up at Batman. It's a worm's eye view, looking up at Batman. Batman looking down at you, and uh, it's got the red skies behind it.
0: Well, it doesn't have red skies in the trailer. And in, in, in the trailer, it was the lightning and the rain.
1: Was it the lightning rain on that one? Okay, yeah, was, I, I'm getting some of those mixed up. But it, it looks like a, a you know a spitting image of what they have. Act- apparently, they may have actually filmed.
0: Oh, and then uh, this week, um, Zack Snyder put out a post on. Uh, well, I don't know. It was like a Monday. It was Sunday or Monday, he put out a post that said, "Over the next month, stay tuned for exclusive behind-the-scenes photos from JL." Hashtag uh, Justice League.
1: <laughs> it's. Justice at Sea League. <laughs> oh,
0: is, is it real? Okay. I, I don't know. It's something I, like that. It's a typo. It's the French pronunciation? Okay.
1: It's something. Zack Snyder is infallible. Um, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, it's a typo. He hashtagged the word uh, Justice at Sea League instead of Justice League.
0: But there's also a picture of him like at a, I'm going to call a drawing board with some water, obviously working on, you know, storyboards or something like that. And then he just commenced to almost every, at least once a day, sometimes a couple times a day, uh, dropping behind the scenes photos from Justice League throughout the week. So, it's been kind of nice for Zach to still be involved. Like, as much as he said that, you know, that, you know, his representative said he wasn't going to be involved in the press tours and in the lead up, it's kind of nice that he's able to kind of find the sort of uh, passive way of still being part of the lead up to the film without having to be out there in front of the reporters and the cameras and all of that. So, uh, I love the first picture, which is him standing in front of a uh, city limit sign for Central City with the sign immediately under it that says reduce speed <laughs> ha
1: ha. That's a great touch. Well
0: played, Zach. Well played.
1: Yeah. And then uh, he posted another image of him directing, it looks like some Atlantean and also some Amazonian women, warriors and soldiers in like a, it looked like in a green screen area, but you know, Zach just being Zach. And then we, there's another image that was uh, posted and, and I'm not sure, I, I actually, I'm not sure if this originated with him, but it was uh, of the picture of the Amazonian warriors in the Batmobile.
0: Oh yeah. No, that was today. That was today. He that posted. was okay. Yeah. I saw,
1: I saw it floating around. I just wasn't sure it was from his. account. Account.
0: yeah it's from his account
1: yeah so it i agree man it's just great to see him just somewhat involved i mean this is kind of fan service at this point you know he's not going to be in the weeds you know when it comes to the press tour and all that but uh it's great to kind of see some of the enthusiasm coming from uh, some of the work he did on principal photography just kind of coming out in these behind the scenes images i hope it continues i mean because I mean, we had like what three of these things this week
0: yeah I'll, at least yeah at least actually he even posted another one today because ray fisher today on friday joined vero and so he he even had a behind the scenes photo that was just him and Ray. Yeah. Okay. So that was so that was kind of fun. So you know he's he's at least dropping one a day so far.
1: Yeah. So keep it up, Zach. Definitely appreciate it. Like I said, uh you know this is Flash Week. Brent's
0: favorite week. This is this yeah. was Brent's favorite week leading up to Justice League.
1: It's no doubt his favorite week. And i we sh- should we just call it the the Brent Clark Week?
0: I think so. Brent uh, Brent Clark loves Flash. That's when Yes.
1: Brent Clark loves a dCEU Flash Week. Okay. Yes. Let's let's okay. go with that. It looks like they've got these things all prepped we had another motion poster um, which is a black and white image of Ezra Miller uh, I guess you know slash Barry Allen and then it just uh, the logo appears and just kind of just comes into view over the face and the logo part is actually the colored part of the costume and so this follows what they did last week with Aquaman really cool really cool I love these images I, I would love to have a series of posters of these things like I, I like these things if you remember the from the Batman v Superman where we had the the image of Batman and Superman uh, the kind of like uh, the
0: rip the ripped, the yeah. Posters, oh no, great. no, because that what ended, what ended up being the steel book from Best Buy, right? I totally bought that. Oh yeah, because because it was the one that was reversible, where you know you could get Superman on one side and Batman on the other. Oh yeah, that. You know, what? I didn't make the connection before you said it, but it's very emblematic of that. And I and I, I know some people didn't like it. Those were my favorite posters from Batman v Superman. Oh,
1: mine too, mine too. I've got them hanging up in my uh, recording studio here, also known as my office. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> I have some. I ha, I have. They're not framed yet. But they're, they're laying down in the bat cave with a bunch of stuff on top of it to flatten it out. So when I do frame it, it won't be a pain in my
1: butt. Nice, so. nice. Yeah, so these posters are really cool. I These are ones that I would definitely pick up if they ended up publishing them. I hope so. So uh, Ezra Miller also announced uh, the beginning of Flash Week uh, in a little uh, video announcing it. And, uh, you know, gosh, he is so infectious, like his enthusiasm. Oh my God. And with that video, Scott, I know you haven't watched it because you're no. super scared to be spoiled of anything.
0: I'm not scared. Stop it. I'm not <laughs> scared. I just choose not to. It's a chore. <laughs> I'm allowed to make my choices.
1: Anyway, um, just enthusiasm pouring out of him, and you get a couple quick other, like, glimpses of him in action as a Flash, and uh, I think one of them kind of showed him a little bit, like, just kind of, like, in awe that he's actually around all these other characters, uh, you know, around Superman and Batman. Well, actually, not Superman, I guess, at this point, but around Batman, who's his idol. Spoiler alert, Tim! <laughs> I mean, seriously!
0: <laughs> you, you mean they show Superman in the video? I, this is <laughs> why I don't watch the video! Stop it!
1: Okay, stop yourself. So, anyway, he's playing this part really well. I'm really kind of enjoying this like this kind of like uneasy a little bit intimidated kind of a character he plays it off really well and we've seen a few instances of that in the video so far
0: well then there was this um interview with uh special effects magazine that was all about justice league and i mean sort of ezra's silliness kind of continued into that where apparently he just he talked about how he wanted to touch everyone's props all day yeah which <laughs> I wasn't really sure how to take that, but (laughs) because knowing Ezra, it could definitely go one way or the other, Mm -hmm. but it was just like he wanted to touch Jason's trident all day, and then he wanted to touch Cyborg's glowing eye, and then he wanted to grab it the lasso, and then apparently he wanted to grab it all of Batman's gadgets, and it just kind of got a little uncomfortable as the quote went on, I just have to say.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, again, man, just uh, he was such a great pick for Barry Allen role, especially with the version that they're doing of Barry Allen. Uh, Ray Fisher also in that same uh, article kind of talked a little bit about uh, Cyborg and went on to say, you know, Cyborg was a college athlete, had this really big IQ of 170, even before he goes cybernetic. And he said, you take the smart guy, you make him even smarter. And he said, essentially his whole bot his whole world uh, was taken away from him and his body was taken away in his tragic accident, which, you know, we understand to be like a car accident. And then his father, with whom he has this like really kind of like sorted relationship with, and his father basically grabbed all these cybernetic materials to him uh, which you know we've seen from uh, actually in Batman v Superman and then um, Ben Affleck was kind of continuing to kind of
0: praise Joss Whedon for coming in and be, being what a good director is the biggest thing he talked about what Joss did was that he has an instinct for realism and for finding the humanity in the characters and the humanity in the conflict then making it accessible and relevant which I think is a very accurate statement about Joss Whedon's work personally so uh, obviously Ben recognized that he made that he made that he went on to say a lot of guys know the comic books a lot of people have that knowledge base what Josh really has is talent so the idea being that Josh is a talented storyteller who just also happens to know a crap ton about these characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: Uh, Jason Momoa talked also about Aquaman Uh, he says he's not really Aquaman yet and he says he's not the king of the seven seas and you don't even really get to that point of being the king until the end of his solo movie and so that's what he basically reveals here and then Momoa went on to talk about how the role was like a really huge growth for him him. And he said, it's a gigantic arc for Arthur Curry. He says, it may be tough for a lot of fans to watch and what they're going to see and how he betrays him. He says, but you got to wait till we get to the solo movie to really know because he's not king yet. He doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't know what to do with his powers that he has. He's going through a tons of loss. He hates the Atlanteans. The fact that people are calling him Aquaman right now, he couldn't give two craps about anything Atlantean. So he's really not there yet. That's kind of tough to play. He says, we got to figure out the origin. And where we're going. Some people will be like, well, this isn't my Aquaman. And he says, but look, we're not there yet.
0: Yeah, uh, And then, uh, continuing on with on the Momoa train, uh, in an interview with Total Film Magazine, he also went on to talk about how he's not going to have a very trusting relationship with Cyborg or Batman. or bas- Basically, he's going to be the one coming on the team going, I'm not sure about you, you guys. <laughs> Which, you know, seems pretty accurate to what we've kind of seen of his character so far in the
1: trailers we've watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that same Total Film Magazine article, he says, when you actually meet Victor stone in the film, he's been transformed into cyborg for almost a year at that point. And he's been keeping himself in complete isolation as he's attempting to deal with everything that he's lost, his body, his mother, the life he once knew. And then on top of that, he must figure out who and what he is now that he's been transformed into a monster, with quotes, by his all too absent father. So that kind of sets up like, you know, what his state of mind is. And it's interesting that he's kind of in isolation, which I mean, it it's totally understandable, right? I mean, he's got to completely be feeling like a monster compared to everything that he had.
0: Well, it also ties in very closely with sort of the New 52 origin for Cyborg and how he kind of felt. And uh, I felt like, especially the way Jeff Johns wrote him in the Justice League book and the New 52, that that tracks for me.
1: Yeah, that's good. So we also apparently have a premiere date revealed for Justice League. This actually came from an iHeart Radio contest where I think they're going to fly some people out to go to the premiere over in L.A. And so it was revealed that the premiere date's actually going to be, is this Monday or Tuesday? This would be Monday the 13th of November. Yeah, it'd be Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just math. <laughs> yep. So that's just going to be four days before it opens up on November seventeenth, which we'll actually be seeing it on the sixteenth. Yeah, probably.
0: You know what? Since I'm going to be off on the seventeenth, it's I'm still I'm still rolling the dice about whether I'm watching on the sixteenth or not.
1: Oh, really? So, okay.
0: Well, it's just because I've never had that option of being able to see it on Friday that I might, you know, I, I'm either going to see it on Friday or I'm going to try to sneak in a Thursday and then a repeat show on Friday. So I'm still, but now especially since you know they finally announced that The Punisher is dropping on Netflix. On the seventeenth, man, that's gonna be just one busy weekend, is all
1: I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I've already got my plan set up. I'm meeting some old friends of mine by Chicago, so we're gonna go actually go watch on an IMAX over there. I'm gonna reserve a few tickets, and uh, we're just gonna have a good dinner and go watch the film uh, right after that. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, this has actually kind of become a, uh, because IMAX is like an hour away from me. It gives me a chance to kind of catch up with some people that I don't see all that often. So it's it's been it's it's been really good.
0: IMAX is an hour away from you. Oh, I'm so sorry about the five minute drive I have to take to my. IMAX screen.
1: Yeah, and I'm sorry you've had the 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 terrible drama you've had to deal with with having to, you know, uh, suddenly figure out how do you deal with like preordained seats, seating assignments. I I know that's been a struggle for you, but that's this is where the rest of the country's at.
0: Uh, Screw you, is all I gotta (laughs) say. Um, I'm also gonna have to I'm also gonna be taking some time out to go to my son's Thanksgiving program so you know I have my priorities straight. I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) You're not gonna guilt
1: me into feeling bad about that comment. It's not gonna happen. (laughs) You have no emotions, eh? understand this. I have you, none. You, I have none.
0: You are a sociopath, uh, and, you know, somehow, <laughs> I, you know, that's why we stay far away from you. Uh,
1: yes. You know I can cut that out.
0: <laughs> uh, nah, no. You're not going to cut it out. You, you have too much integrity. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> Speaking about integrity, I, you know, I am I do want to take a moment to do a little um, editorializing right now. Guys, Let's stop freaking out about the runtime. We don't know what the runtime is yet. And even when we do find out what the runtime is, how about we don't freak out about it when we find out what it is? Let's reserve our judgment until we actually see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even the movie ends up being like two hours. Maybe it's a nice, succinct two hours. That's not a that's not a terrible thing. You know, I saw I saw one person on Twitter, and I think it was I think it was Brooklyn Batman who had a really good point where he said, "You know what? If it's a shorter movie, that just means I can see it more times in one day."
1: <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think where I draw the line is if it's if it's somewhere you know below two hours, that just feels a little too short for me. But I mean, I'm accustomed to like two hour films. But what kind of throws it off here is you know we've been uh, between say Wonder Woman, Batman v Superman. Uh, and what was Man of Steel? I can't remember.
0: Uh, Man of Steel was actually, Man of Steel was like 240. It was it was a long one. It's yeah. kind
1: of a long one. So we're used to Zack Snyder films of just being longer. And uh, even Wonder Woman was a little bit longer too. Yeah, but let's be honest. There were there were a couple points in Wonder Woman where I felt it. Yeah.
0: So it, it'll be interesting it, whatever the runtime ends up being. If it ends up being closer to two hours than two and a half hours, it might be refreshing to feel a movie that actually just like moves. I don't know. We'll see. Once again, I'm still waiting for any kind of official confirmation. Yeah. The closest I've heard rumor-wise is like actual theater chains um, supposedly posting um, two hours and one minute.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's just remember too. I mean, so, so, to basically add on to your little editorial here, uh, when it comes to runtime, that has no correlation to quality. In the end, what's important is we get a quality film. I'll just give you an example. Uh, Dunkirk, that was quite a bit less than two hours. Well, do you know the runtime offhand? But I know it was, that like
0: was a That was like an hour 45. That hour was an 45, hour 45, yeah. hour 48. Yeah. and trust me uh, it did not feel rushed. It did not feel rushed at all. No, I, no. It,
1: it was, I, I was on pins and needles the whole time watching that film. And so it, you know, it's, it's, if the film works with the way they cut it, you just have to try to, you have to try to trust that, you know, they're making the cuts and, and they're kind of like, uh, making decisions on the scenes and flow and all that kind of stuff. You just have to kind of trust that they're, they're trying to do the right thing on it. And so in the end, uh, you know, the judge of this is going to be, how does the film actually make you feel?
0: Right, exactly. I mean, we all have our, I mean, I know we what we're, what we're, what we're Concerned about is we're all burned from Batman v Superman, and you know what? Some of us were happy with what we saw in the theaters. It wasn't until we actually saw the Ultimate Edition that we went, "What the?" And, and then really react to it. But you know what? Zack Snyder had also revealed that there was already we already knew about the Ultimate Edition coming out before the theatrical release. We've had we've heard no such thing about Justice League. So you know, let's just how about for once we take a wait and see approach? Maybe. Yeah.
1: No, I, I definitely am. I I mean, it's going to be one of those things. You're just going to watch it, and you're going to know. how how you feel about it afterwards.
0: Yep, and we'll be there podcasting about it.
1: Yep, and then the other thing you have to remember too is like, you know, as as fans here, you know, we if it was up to us, we'd want this thing to be like a six-hour movie, you know, more or less. I mean, just because we just want to see as much of this as we can, but that's not, that doesn't make it necessarily a good film. (laughs) That just kind of satisfies our like little desire to see every little bit that we can of these characters that we love.
0: You're talking to a guy who owns the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings movies and loves them. So, you know, I, I, I have no problem, but I will admit you know going to see Blade Runner at a two hour and 44 minutes you know there was there was some bathroom concerns there
1: yeah so you know it's
0: <laughs> and and unfortunately that movie's not doing so well in the box office so I'm sure Warner Brothers is being very cautious when it comes to run times on movies these days
1: yeah and if they're making cuts due to they feel like it's the right thing to do for the film itself um that's a positive thing like if that if that they think makes it a better flowing film that's good um they also might be making that decision because they want to get an extra showing every day. If if that helps them to, you know, have a good box office run on this as well. I mean, you got to remember, in the end, this is a business for them. It's, they're in business to make a lot of money. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. So uh, as we said, there's not a whole lot this week. Uh, but we did get a little bit of word from Creepy Puppet, who is James Wan on Instagram. And you know, he's doesn't done a whole lot. Like he's not like a say, David Sandberg type, where he's constantly posting all kinds of things here. But uh, I did like this. Well, one. Well, he's too busy trying to make a movie. Let's <laughs> be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's in the he's in the middle of principal. Photography, which is extremely busy time, and he showed uh, a couple people on the set here uh, behind the scenes moving a prop, and it's this little kind of miniature whale. Well, I don't know if it's too miniature, but it's it's a it's, it's miniature enough that two people are carrying it, and it's a it's a small little whale. And the the caption on it is having a whale of a time. So he's being cute there, but it's uh it's kind of good to hear something from him. But the other thing that you were telling me about uh, was Jason Momoa posting on Instagram.
0: Yeah, and apparently um. After as of, well, it's Saturday in Australia, Friday for us here in, in the Western Hemisphere. But apparently they are wrapping on Aquaman, a 114-day shoot. Yeah. So uh, he he's excited. And, uh I, you know, it was kind of funny thinking, wow, Aquaman's wrapping. They're about yeah. to go into, you know, any additional photography and post-production. And, oh, yeah.
1: And then we have to wait a year for these. Yeah. Well, and it's actually good because, I mean... uh they're probably going to need a lot of time. Um, there's got to be a ton of digital Tons effects being the done effects. with all this. Yeah. So um, so that's good. Like, I mean, it's good that they're done with all this. And now they can kind of get on to all, you know, just basically putting all the uh, the CG together. And, and it's going to be fun seeing this. Like, there's been very little video that's going to come out of this. You know, there's been a few behind-the-scenes things that, you know, some people filmed. Like, I actually saw one today where uh, it showed uh, Jason Momoa. He was there with uh, in character with Mira walking into the ocean. Uh, so I'm not sure if they were actually filming anything. <laughs> They may have just literally been walking out there, but not a whole lot of this is actually even leaked out. And that's fantastic, personally. I'm, I'm very happy with how little it leaked
0: out. You know, that keeps my spoilerage, you know, at, at a minimum. I appreciate that. Yep. Well, and then kind of kind of lastly, we want to take a little bit of time to discuss the uh, the For Your Consideration campaign that uh, Warner Brothers is launching for several of their films, but particularly we were going to talk about Wonder Woman tonight. Um, how about you kind of give us a breakdown of what categories they want uh, the, uh, the Academy me to consider Wonder Woman for Oscars.
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, a lot of the studios will do this kind of thing where a uh, films that they're trying to target, they want to get some uh, screeners out to some of the uh, Academy members and all that to try to convince them to either nominate or vote for their film. Well, they're actually doing this with Wonder Woman and it's titled For Your Consideration and it the categories that they're trying to promote is for Best Picture. Uh, they want to, you know, of course, promote, I guess, all the executive producers on this, Chuck Roven, uh, Debbie Snyder, Zack Snyder, and Richard Suckle. Best Director, Patty Jenkins, And then the best adapted screenplay uh, by Alan Heinberg with story by Zack Snyder and Alan Heinberg and Jason Fuchs. And then best actress, Gal Gadot. Best supporting actress, Robin Wright, Connie Nielsen, and Elena Anaya. Best supporting actor, Chris Pine, David Thewlis, Danny Houston, and Ewan Bremner. Best cinematography, Matthew Jensen. Best production design, uh, Lean Bonetto. And then set decorator is Anna Lynch Robinson. Thinking there was just a few categories. Looks like they're doing everything here.
0: (laughs) They're going for (laughs) for all the marbles on the technical (laughs) awards. So, yeah, but you you get the idea. Idea, you know they're they're going for the technical stuff plus the, basically they're they're going for everything.
1: Yeah, they're going for everything. So I don't know, Scott. What do you think? What are what do you think are the chances of Wonder Woman winning anything in the Oscars?
0: The technical stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's all technical. Yep,
0: I think it's all technical. I'm sorry. I, I know that there's some people who are like really like getting all excited about this. Let's be honest. It's it's gonna it's gonna be the technical stuff. It's gonna be the kind of stuff that comic book movies normally get nominated for right at the Academy because it's the Academy and they ain't got no respect for comic book movies. I mean, us getting us getting Keith Ledger to win an Oscar for The Joker in The Dark Knight was about, like, the height of our woo-hoo of the amount of respect that we've ever gotten for a comic book movie. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's it's a huge uphill battle for anything. But I, I would agree if there's anything, it's going to be technical. And I think there's a good chance they'll win something technically because I just feel like, you know, it almost has to. Like, there has to be something that uh, gets their attention. But, yeah, when it comes to, like, Best Picture, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be win Best Picture. It's not going to win Best Direct. Actor, in my opinion, you know, best adapted screenplay, best actress. I mean, it's just not. It just doesn't quite have those characters. Now, best supporting actress or actor? Mm,
0: maybe. I, I maybe? don't know. What the com- maybe I don't know what the competition is. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. It's one of those things that you kind of have to wait until they actually announce what the nominations are, and then you can then you can kind of start your gripe fest of, oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> that person got nominated, and but then sometimes you see who gets nominated, and you go, yeah, yeah, they're right. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, if this was just a, a a purely a uh, superhero film competition I mean it'd be a different story but yeah I mean when it's going up against films like you know let's even say Blade Runner Dunkirk I mean just some of these other films um get out I mean there's just so many other great uh films that it's going to go up against it's 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 an uphill battle but I'll tell you what I mean if, if it could even get nominated for some one of these major categories that's a huge a huge achievement
0: that would that would be an achievement I mean I think at this point it's one of those things where if we could just get nominated that would be a win
1: that would yeah I would think so 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 i I think that's a best case scenario personally in my opinion Opinion, uh, for one of the major categories, but I mean, how awesome would it be if? Can you imagine if this thing did win Best Picture? Okay, and you have Zach and Debbie Snyder standing up on top of that stage, except in an Oscar. <laughs> can you uh, imagine how have, many heads would explode? <laughs> heads would explode? <laughs> oh yeah,
0: more more than we saw in Suicide Squad. Yes. Is
1: all I gotta say. <laughs> you mean the Academy Award winning Suicide Squad?
0: Academy Award winning uh, Suicide Squad? Yes, yeah, I do mean the Academy Award winning Suicide Squad.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's kind of our thoughts. I mean, you know, we 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 really enjoy the film. I actually and we've said before I actually still don't rank it my best DCEU film but it's uh, you know I definitely did enjoy it I've watched it recently with my daughter which was which was quite a treat you know she really liked it as well so it's it was it was it's it's a great film for you know it's a great film for a family as well considering you know the setting that it's in yeah
0: and then just to kind of wrap it up uh, we have a beast boy now for tights uh, apparently uh, they have cast Ryan Potter as beast boy um, if you don't know who Ry- Ryan Potter is which I didn't uh, he was the voice of hero in big hero six Mm -hmm. so that's i know he's been in other things but that's the only credit that i go yep that i I know that one thanks
1: yeah and i would say uh i mean he's asian american if you actually look at him he he fits the part like he's he looks the part really really well
0: he he really does he really does he really does so and and with his voice you know since he does have some experience as a voice actor i mean you know that that there's going to be some voice acting involved when he turns into the animals absolutely And and yet he still talks like beast boy yeah so
1: no he's um, I, I think it's uh, you know, and I don't know how good of an actor he is. You know, I know his voice acting was great in Big Hero Six, but you know, if he if if he does well on that, I mean, just visually, like I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely, I, I definitely see it. So I'm I'm getting a little bit more slowly, kind of getting more excited about this Titans thing.
0: You know, I've always enjoyed it. I just I just want to know. I just want to know when. I mean, they've got my money. I'm gonna pay for the streaming service because I want Titans and I definitely want season three of Young Justice. Yeah. So it's just like you know, just just make it happen. Yep. Definitely. Okay, well that's it for this week's podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening. Sorry for it being kind of a slow news week, but we don't make the news; we just report the news. <laughs> yes. So
1: don't
0: don't don't write your hate mail to us.
1: All right, and uh, you know it's always we always have a lot of fun doing this, uh, even if it's a slow week like this. So if you guys want to reach out to us, don't hesitate to do it. You can contact us on Twitter at Suicide Squadcast. You can reach me on Twitter at Alan Fire.
0: You can reach me individually at Scott DC27, and of course you can always email us if you don't mind waiting a little bit for <laughs> Suicide Squad cast at gmail.com because we love interacting with you guys we love talking with you but you know once again we as we say every week you want if you actually want a response like toot sweet twitter that's that's your best twitter's the way to go but then of course you can find us at www.suicidesquadcast.com where you can find the entire network of shows you can look us up on facebook at suicide Squadcast network and also youtube which yes i finally sat down with tim for thought bible audio we recorded the shadow batman thing it is in the hands of jordan from DC Comics Squadcast. He is editing it. It will be posting soon. I'm looking forward to
1: that. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and call this one to a close. And Scott, uh, what are you going to be doing this week? Reading more DC. Me too. See you guys later. Scott, you know, I kind of miss the days when we used to have movie posters where they'd get all the actors and actresses together and they'd get them in some cool little setting and they'd put everyone together and take a nice picture of it. I kind of miss those days. And you know what? I'm quite honestly, I'm just getting a little bit tired of Photoshop. So Adobe, you've had this coming. people on the set to move in a prop around and it looks like it's it's not a i wouldn't call it a whale is that a shark no
0: it, it's a, is it well, actually a whale? whale of a time yes it's an actual well they're having a whale
1: of a time well, too, no i'm just I looking mean. at okay you're you're ruining the setup here um <laughs> I'm, well you're ruining your own setup but is that actually a is that actually a, what a whale because i always see whales as like um thicker at the uh, at the head area
0: there are different you do realize there are different kinds of whales right oh,
1: shut up i'm just asking <laughs> you okay let me start this over jesus <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) you're a pain in the ass tonight (laughs) I know I love it okay (laughs) Uh, that's funny